Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. In my garage, I feel safe. No one... I don't know. I don't know the lyrics, but um, I'm singing that song because every time I hear that song, it. By the way, I'm a '90s kid. Actually, I'm an '80s kid. Hey, ask. Tell me what. Um, um, when they say like you're an '80s kid or a '90s kid, are are they saying that based on um your wonder years or your high school years? So if it's based on my high school years, I'm an '80s kid. If it's, I mean, uh, my wonder years. Uh, if it's based on my high school years, then I'm a 90s kid. So I don't know what kind of kid I am, uh, but that song, Weezer, in my garage, I think it's called, reminds me of um, my life because <laughs> not not just what I'm doing here um, these years. Oh, someone says Wonder Years. Okay, it is. So then I'm an 80s kid. I'm old as fuck. I'm an 80s kid. Okay. Well, even though I'm an '80s kid, the I I uh, I formed a lot in my '90s because when we're in high school, we are sponges. Um, I I think our high school years are the most influential as far as how we morph into adults. I really do. I think our high school years. Um, it's I don't think it is our 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 wonder years. I do think our wonder years are the most. Those are the years that we are the most in our solid self. And of course, I think it depends on uh, um, your upbringing, your environment and all that. But the, the wonder years are, are, are really a time when our um, dial is turned to curiosity and we're like tasting ants and we're just – the world is very big, right? In, in high school, the world becomes very small. In high school, uh, everything becomes life or death. And so – when the world is big and we're pulling from curiosity, there's, there's a fearlessness. And so uh, I think the wonder years are very empowering. And, and, and I think this is before we've gotten hurt. This is before we understand rejection, right? And this is before we start internalizing. And so when we get to high school, now we are sponges. Now we are tying things to worth. Now we... Um, get crushed when we're rejected. Everything is life or death. I mean, when you think about high school and you think about the person you had a crush on and if this person liked you back, life was amazing. And if this person didn't know you existed, life was hell, right? Or if you got, you know, a C on your report card or if you didn't get on the football team or the cheerleading squad or whatever, um, if you weren't included, if you weren't picked, then life was shit. And if you were picked, then life was amazing. And I think because high school is so life or death, so um, extreme, that uh, I, I think that because of that, um, it really forms us, you know, and, and it forms us into our 20s. And I think a lot of us in our 20s are either making up for high school because we were lacking in some way or we believed that we were, or we are, um, or we think that we like. So, if you're popular in high school, then in your twenties, uh, 
you think that you are uh, or you want to be the prom king or queen or the person that um, you know was really popular in high school. And if you're not, that cliff that you fall from is very high, if that makes sense. Anyway, let, let's get to your questions now that I've lost uh, most people in the room. <laughs> oh, the garage thing. Uh, the reason why I relate to that is because, uh, yeah, I literally, I literally work out of my garage. Uh, but um, I think I have this obsession of locking myself in rooms. And it started when I was 12, um, playing with Legos and just kind of becoming a mad scientist by myself. It's not, it's like, it's like this weird, um, and maybe it's also the writer in me. It's like this weird craving to get um, isolated and focused and uh, drown myself in something. And usually it's in that drowning that I hit flow states and find myself. It's very strange, but um, I think, I mean, I think a lot of artists, a lot of writers can relate to what I'm saying, uh, but I've been doing this since, um, since the eighties and it's where I find my, it's where I find my flow, you know, and now with uh, podcasting and writing books and creating content, um, I'm in my garage doing what I've been doing for, uh, man, the last 30 years or so. <laughs> There's a lyric in the song by Weezer and it, it and he says in his garage is where he feels safe. And uh, it's, I can relate to that for sure. All right. Question number one, started dating a man. Divorced one year. First, he has first he has dated since. Okay, you're the first that he has dated since. Am I doomed? Bad pancake question mark. Um first of all, are do we do we I've never heard someone call um someone they're dating a pancake? It's very strange. Do we call each other pancakes? I mean, I, I know we've called each other um waffles and, and crepes. Uh, but I've never heard. No, I'm kidding. Let's, um, it, it usually it's not in the dating. It's usually, uh, once you have, uh, turned the dating into a relationship that you start calling each other, um, um, food items like pancake or muffin or tater tot or whatever. Um, but when you're dating someone, um, to call them a pancake is, is I've never heard that, but, uh, it is. I'm, I'm mentioning this because I think it's kind of telling of your mindset in that it seems like you want a relationship, obviously. You want to get to pancake. You want to get to muffin and, 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 and all the, 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 uh, the, the foods that we call our, our partner when we have swim past the dating and now we're in a relationship. I get it. You want that. And you're dating a man who has been divorced for a year. And you're the first that he's dated. I think rightfully so that you should be concerned because you're the first where, you know, is he ready to date? Is he, is he ready to give you what you want? Is he ready to invest, to let go of the marriage? You know, all of that stuff. Does he have closure? And you know what? I think that we can get into our heads uh, uh, on, on if someone else is ready. I would put the focus on you. I would ask you, are you ready? And I would be less concerned about the other person. Um, and I'll tell you why. A lot of times we keep focusing on if the other person is ready, what they have to give, 
and we lose track of us, what we want to bring to the table if we are ready, right? And I think that if you just focus on you and you focus on who you want to be and what you're bringing to the table in this relationship, you focus on how things can be different this time, not only because of who you choose, but because how you show up. If that becomes your focus, then it will play out, you know? And if if the other person is not ready because uh, he's going through a divorce or it's only been a year or, or whatever, um, you're going to know pretty fast. And as long as you are focusing on you and not evaluating the other person, you're going to give this more of a fair shot. Does that make sense? If you're focusing on just um, taking a black light to the other person, putting the other person through a strainer, and you know, uh, pointing fingers, perhaps, uh, you're not going to give it a fair shot because you're not going to be present. So I would focus on you. I understand uh, you're the first person that he's dated since the divorce. I think it's okay to be aware of that. I don't think we need to announce it. I don't think we need to um, uh, evaluate or give this person a report card. Uh, he's on his journey. I would focus on what you're bringing to the table and, and you know, you're 50% of this. So whatever um, experience that you want for yourself, focus on that, focus on communicating, focus on um, providing a safe space for this person to possibly process a little bit of this. Uh, yes, you're not his therapist. And yes, he shouldn't be verbally vomiting every feeling that he has. But um, you're the 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 uh, first step into the uh, the pool, you know. And um, it's a good thing, right? Because because it's fresh and it's a compliment to you, I think. Um, but it could also be that he may not be ready. I think the concerns are valid, but don't let your concerns become what stops you from um, giving yourself a meaningful uh, dating experience, a love experience. And I also want to say, don't make this about the promise. And I'm saying this because in your, in your, um, in your uh, message, you, um, you asked me if he's a bad pancake and um, calling him a cute breakfast uh, food item um, tells me, and maybe I'm looking into it too much because I'm a therapist, but uh, it tells me that you want you want a relationship, and that you want love, and you want a partner, and you want uh, pancakes on Sundays, and you want someone to do nothing with. I, I get all that, uh, but one step at a time. Make it, bring it back to you. Um, how are you showing up and what's going to be different this time because of how you're showing up, not because of where the other person's at. Okay. That was kind of a long ex, uh, explanation. Okay. Next question. Best ways to accept an expired, an expiration. This person is referring to what I call, um, breakups an expiration that you don't want. And forgiving yourself. Best ways to accept an expiration that you don't want. Okay, so you didn't want to end this relationship, it sounds like. Uh, and also a person asked, how do you forgive yourself? Uh, forgiveness, first of all, I want to say is um, a process. And a lot of people think that forgiveness is a choice. 
and you either forgive or you don't. I think it starts with a choice, but I do think it's a process like any process. And I think some days it's, it's hard to forgive and some days it's easy. Um, but it is a daily choice, like our decision to love someone, you know? So that I just wanted to, to say first. And then um, how do you... How do you move on? How do you, let me look at this question again. Oh, best ways to accept an expiration. Well, it's interesting because you say you want to accept a sex expiration. Oh, because you didn't want it. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, well, the the uh, the answer is in your question in that the uh, it, it's an expiration, meaning you, you have to believe that uh, it wasn't meant to go further. It wasn't meant to, to end sooner either, right? Like uh, this is where it expired. And I, I think one thing that's been helpful for me is if you have to convince yourself and the other person to be with you, right? If you have to convince yourself that um, this, this is something that you want, if you have to convince yourself and also if you have to convince the other – if there's any convincing in this equation of a relationship, it, it's going to be lopsided, right? And so – if the other person doesn't want this, ask yourself by convincing the other person to be in this, what would that look like, right? Is that something that you want? I think a lot of people do a lot of convincing because they're afraid to lose someone or they're trying to convince themselves that this is worth the fight. And then they get into something or they stay in something that is off balance, they stay in something that um, gets them to constantly chase. The relationship is lopsided. And then what they're getting or what they're giving themselves is a love experience that um, is exhausting, uh, is chase-driven, is hanging on strategy. Uh, it's not fulfilling. You're in your head. You're spinning. You're wondering. And uh, it's hard to build something. You know, It's hard to build something when um, – when you don't get the return. So I would make that a non-negotiable. That being said, I personally have been ambivalent ambivalent in uh, the beginning of relationships because I was going through my own shit. Um, and, and it's something that I, I put on the table and announced to my partner. And if that's happening, that's different because it doesn't mean that the person is unsure about you. It means a person is in a space where he or she is kind of unsure and they're shedding light on it and wanting to talk to you about it, which then produces trust, right? And so if your person, uh, well, in this case, the person seems to, uh, the relationship has expired, right? So it's about you accepting that um, what it was, wasn't going to be good for you because it was lopsided. But um, if you're in something and you're dating and you're, you're, you're feeling uh, a little bit of ambivalence or a back and forth from the other person, and if the other person is not saying anything, then yeah, that I definitely think can be a red flag. But if the other person announces it and says, hey, listen, this is what I'm going through. It's not about you. It's about where I'm at and why I'm I'm sure I'm also working through it. I want to be with you. Um, I think that's okay because I've definitely uh, done that and have struggled and 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 also also like pushed through it and realized um, that a lot, most of it was my own shit, you know? Um, of course, now when you're like that, you're going to activate the other person, and then that becomes their shit. Um, but this is why it's important to talk about things, to put things on the table, so we are both taking ownership of our piece. 
I don't think I um, took a breath during that whole thing. Since I, I uh, started this episode, I, I haven't used any periods yet. Maybe a few commas, but just in life in general, I need to use more periods. I need to uh, end things and take a breath or I'm just one run-on sentence. I think that's the best way to describe me. I think um, if you were a friend of mine and, and you said, how do you, describe John Kim in one sentence, it would be that he's a long run-on sentence. I think that's what most people would say. And also because my grammar is poor and I'm a C student. So yeah, um, I don't know how to use periods. I never learned. I was busy playing with my Legos and uh, breakdancing. Thank you for listening. Be well.